Get about the curveball, Ricky. Give him a heater. Let's fire up that hot stove. This is the Heater Podcast. I'm Dan Lewig. He's Corey Peeper. As we get you ready for our uh, MLB trade deadline predictions, uh, as we are only about uh, 96 hours out. Is it uh, Monday? That's uh, Tuesday. It's August second. So, so August second. So we have. Uh, it's gone up from July 31st. I always forget that. Yeah, I don't, uh, it's weird. Now it's like it used to always be at midnight. Then they moved it to four to try to get people more interested. Now I think it's six on August second for yeah, Central like, Time. Pick it, highlight it, and stop changing it. You can't once you actually do this and leave it alone for about five years, so people get used to it. Because because otherwise you get to this. We're both uh, lifelong baseball fans. Uh, follow things pretty extensively. And it's like, wait a minute, what's the like? It used to be July thirty first at the end of the day. That was there, and so uh, either way, the wait, whole point don't is mess with something we're excited that's good. For yeah, th- this is the <laughs> uh, I think for for baseball fans when it comes to. Uh, potential like trades for changing your team. Uh, the two fun uh, fun days is goes to the 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 GM meetings uh-huh. uh, in the off season, and it's the trade deadline. Like the, that's where you get the most uh, entertaining things or breaking as it happens, especially in the uh, the day of Twitter. Things develop and quickly going through, and then the uh, the, the rumor mill that that heats up with that at the same time. Uh, a lot of fun of the race to the finish. So this is uh, for me one of the more exciting. Uh, uh, times of the season to see what uh, what can happen. Uh, and different uh, seasons can be won and lost on this in big ways and in small ways. The Dodgers make major moves in the last couple of trade deadlines for huge players uh, being uh, at, the, uh, uh, at the deadline. Then you have a team like the Braves that overhaul their entire outfield with more unsung players, and guess who ends up winning it all in the end? Again, both teams made uh, made trade deadline moves. Uh, and only uh, the team that you wouldn't necessarily expect made the most strategic moves because also who they picked up, uh, Adam Duvall, uh, NLCS uh, MVP, and then uh, Jorge Soler uh, in the World Series. Uh, So, again, you— Eddie Rosario, yeah. Those guys are all all great for him. They don't make it without him. Uh, And so that was uh, key to see— uh, within it. So again, exciting time uh, of a year for uh, baseball fans. We're going to give you our top three uh, predictions uh, for the, the trade deadline. We're going to, as far as these categories, most likely, most surprising, most needed. So that's going to be the, the focus of our uh, uh, of our uh, podcast here, this, uh, uh, this trade deadline special. Uh, and before we uh, jump uh, on into it, again, the Heater Podcast is brought to you by River Creek Popcorn. For all of your snacking needs for baseball games, movies of choice, and Christmas in July, mm-hmm. come hungry, leave happy. It was Christmas in July at the wagon this last weekend. And lots of people took advantage of it. It was very busy there. Uh, Saturday was roasting hot in Wisconsin, but Sunday was nice. It's pleasant again this week. And this week, if you are in the area, we are actually dividing the forces on Friday my father will stay behind in the popcorn wagon itself in Rock Springs. And you're going on location. And I'm going on location, so not far, but uh, Reedsburg has got their ridiculous days. I don't know, do you call it? Festival, I guess. And so I will be set up. Sidewalk sale, et cetera. Yeah, on a sidewalk sale, basically. I'll be set up on a sidewalk sale selling just one size of the regular popcorn and caramel corn, kettle corn, and cheese corn. So you don't have to go as far if, you're, if, you're, if you don't want to drive to Rock Springs and you live in Reedsburg or Hill Point or Laval, whatever. 
come to Reedsburg and see me there. So with that, we'll uh, dive into our, you know, our, our trade deadline special. And uh, uh, there are, in the past week, there have been some more entertaining rumors and stuff within it. Maybe we'll uh, uh, be able to bounce through some of that, depending upon our picks. Again, uh, we have not told each other uh, what we're overall doing for each category within it. So we'll have a, a chance to react to each other's uh, pick for it. Let's go with the, you know, let's we'll do the uh, low-hanging fruit. Let's go likely. Uh, the move that we expect to happen. Uh, and even then, again, there's some teams that you expect or maybe there's some players you expect. Does it line up the same way? I think I'll, I'll dive in with this one. Uh, I think this one has been, again, they're always big game hunting. Uh, and so now it's just a matter of which big game they want to go. But they have more of a need uh, in the, the pitching category to at least cement the top. Uh, Luis Castillo, uh, pitched today, uh, seven innings, uh, another excellent start. Uh, his next seven inning start should be for the Los Angeles Dodgers. Yep, I that's if I I didn't put him on mine because I didn't want to double up some of these. I didn't think you probably did it, so I completely agree. I've been saying that for a few weeks that I think they need to add another pitcher. It's the Walker most Bueller, obvious. Walker Bueller did throw the other days, and Andrew Heaney was back today, but they're not. I mean, Walker Bueller can be, but Andrew Heaney is not Luis Castillo. He's been very good. Tyler Anderson's been very good. Like you said big big game hunting. Luis Castillo is borderline Cy Young candidate some years like he and guess which team he probably could figure that out with would be the Dodgers and I think he's yep. under team control for a few offense. years anyways yeah, still got another couple of years and for a smaller cost uh and I mean again, the Dodgers can pay anything but when you have elite talent for a smaller cost it allows you to be that much more aggressive in other ways and they they were aggressive last year that got them Max Scherzer you mentioned in the preview here sure so sure we see them make these moves all the time they have Tons and tons of depth in their minor league system. Miguel Vargas is pretty high up that list. Andy Pages. I think it's probably – I would move Gavin Lux. I think it probably starts with Gavin Lux. He's. I think that's a fit there for what uh, – Cincinnati I, needs the yep. offense, right? We said before, Cincinnati has the young pitching. Lodolo looks good. Hunter Green looks pretty good right now. At least you can see the talent there. I was Maybe they look, they look young. They look like they need some refining, but there's talent on their pitching. They need hitting, and Gavin Lux, while – a good player has probably never reached the ceiling we thought he had, and Chris Taylor's coming back, and he will always kind of have this thing where he bounces around playing time in Los Angeles, and if he gets to Cincinnati, you just say, okay, well, you're our second baseman. You're our left fielder, wherever they want to play him. Like He's going to – he should get all the at-bats. Actually, it won't be a second base because that's where Jonathan India plays. But you know, wherever they put him, you're that position. Prove it. And Gavin Lux and either like a, a Mitch White or a Ryan Peridot. You have a couple of guys that uh, uh, that that you could easily do within that to make and close to major. So you get a chance to see an immediate return uh, as they're building this new nucleus. Uh, uh, Gavin Lux has has continually flashed, uh, but he's not always going to get consistent abs on such a star-studded team. I think it would be a, a win across the board uh, for what everyone's looking for. Who's your likely? I have Wilson Contreras. He, him, and Ian Happ were hugging it out, and the Cubs dug out the other day because it's like the last time game. they will ever play there, right? And well, I mean, they might play there again, but not as Chicago Cubs. Looks like Happ is probably on the way out, and and this one, I just had Wilson Contreras to the Yankees. Now, I don't think he's going to catch, but because Jose Trevino's been pretty good, and part of the reason I think their pitchers got better is without coming out and saying that Gary Sanchez was a terrible defensive catcher, which we all knew, a lot of their pitchers have hinted that, hey, we like throwing to Jose Trevino and Kyle Higashioka because they're really good at it. So Wilson Contreras, remember, 
played left field for the Cubs a lot. Uh, they've been playing Aaron Hicks and Joey Gallo out in the outfield. Now, Hicks has had a little bit of success. I don't know if I trust it, just like I don't trust Matt Carpenters. And Joey Gallo's been awful. And Wilson Contreras is having a pretty solid season. So I think it just makes too much sense to move him out there. He could catch if they need him to. And if not, his bats, it's can, a plus bat. Can still, can still DH. They, they've... Uh... Has it been Stanton who's been doing more of, of that in that regard? Oh, well, he got hurt this week. It's yeah, been a while. Been, it's been, been a while coming, but he's he's been hurt. So it's been kind of a mixture of like Labor Torres and Matt Carpenter have kind of bounced back and forth. Joey Gallo. Right. So they have kind of a weird lineup, anyways. But I do think that Wilson Contreras can fill in somewhere, right? The bat plays, and so that's that's going to be the uh, the key. I'm trying to think of who else of the. Uh, it's it's a weird mix for catcher needy teams, uh, and also like that's also willing to give up ca- uh, high capital for uh, uh, for a rental, uh, and so that's uh, that's uh, an interesting one where there isn't a. I mean, people say you know Houston, but they they're they're more they like Maldonado. They yeah, like Maldonado they for what he offers for them, right? Like, yep. do they need Wilson? Sure, you're not going to turn down Wilson Contreras's bat, but we've said out a million times they have an exceptionally good offense already. Do they really need that? Unless I'm jumping in on, on one of yours, the more rumors of late has been Josh Bell. Uh, and uh, I was going to put him in. I don't have him in there. I think he'd be perfect for what they need. I mentioned before, Yuli Gurriel's 37, some, 38 some years old, and he's starting ha- to look older. Yep. Josh Bell, get him in there. I think he's from Texas, if I'm not mistaken. He's from Texas. I mean, sign him again in the offseason, and just, like, that lineup's already incredible. And then you add a switch hitter who can – put up a 390 on base percentage and do a, a lineup that already has Alvarez and Alduve and Kyle Tucker. Like it's impressive. I, I'd love that move. Uh, what do you have for surprising? Well, I figured somebody should talk about him. So I have one Soto under this category. Now I don't know if I actually trust that he's going to be traded. Here's I trust that he will be traded. If Patrick Corbin's contract isn't involved. If the GM tra- just came out today and said, they're not going to dilute the trade return by throwing an, an Albatross contract onto that? it. I do, uh, be, okay. because because Washington has money. This isn't a cheap organization. Remember, they did offer uh, Soto how much money mm-hmm. uh, within it. So again, it's it's this is not a, a cheap organization. And Corbin's only got two years on his deal. Uh, you know, it's two years, sixty million dollars. It's not cheap by any means. But in one year's time, you're already going to like that's close to getting off the books for a team with more of a payroll that they have. Especially when this is your shot if you're going to trade him to get big-time return and then turn around and invest that money. They could be back in the free agent market uh, this offseason uh, within it. So, like, you want the best return that you can get uh, for for a player. If he's saying he's not going to resign, uh, you want a, a new nucleus that you're building around and money to burn in the offseason. Well, it sounds like the nucleus, I mean, we the Dodgers certainly could jump into this. We didn't really talk about the Dodgers that much with Max Scherzer last year, and I don't know where it's not only they get Max Scherzer, they got Trey Turner. So they could certainly jump in and make an offer. I have St. Louis. It sounds like that's kind of the, pro- some the front runner. There. And the I don't think the Washington Nationals want to go into this super rebuild where they want to have all these young guys. It sounds like they want some young MLB talent. Well, we've seen Nolan Gorman. It's been – he can crush right-handers. He kind of sucks against lefties. They have – Kyle Schwarber's made a career out of that. <laughs> That's right, he has. Dylan Carlson, right? Dylan Carlson's still pretty young. It's not been maybe as good as we thought it was. Jordan Walker's like a top-10 prospect in the minors. He's a power-hitting third-base prospect. We've seen Libertor. Mason Wynn is an exceptional shortstop prospect. So they have what it takes to do it if they want to. 
and and think of that that four right there. You're talking Nolan Gorman. You're talking Dylan Carlson. Uh, talk Jordan Walker because there's your your top high end prospect, mm-hmm. uh, and then like someone like uh, Matthew Libertor for just a, a, another young lefty. Yeah. That's the trade package right there. And honestly, who's beating that? I mean, some teams could try. Like yeah. you know, some teams have good farm systems, but like, and, and does that decimate the Cardinals in any way? It gives them the incredible core four for the next two years, right? You have Tommy Edmond leading off, followed by Juan Soto. Paul Goldschmidt, Nolan Arenado, right? Like that top year four lineup, that's as good as it gets, right? Like, and there's talk that Nolan Arenado could be opting out after this year, so this also could be part of the Cardinals' uh, motivation here. Is that rather than keep uh, Arenado, if he like for the big money that it's going to take there, wouldn't you rather invest in a 23 year old uh, uh, already looking like best uh, like Hall of Fame career already at 23, saying that it feels like it'd be a shock if he didn't get there. Uh, that seems like a better investment. So I think there's a lot of things at play why the why the Cardinals might be aggressive here for not just a two-and-a-half-year uh, run, but like they could try to lock him up. Uh, and with that type of contract change within it, there's a lot of things that make sense there. So I think there's, uh, there's a lot of uh, smoke to that. They have already a, a lot of position players, uh, and so I'm very intrigued with that one. Sorry, I got distracted. I was looking at my fantasy team. I fell down by one stolen base because Vlad Jr. stole a base against me. <laughs> the, 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 the need for speed. Oh, my God. Okay. Uh, exactly what you expect from uh, from uh, Vladdy Jr. What's your surprising uh, one? Then? My surprising one. Uh, the first, the rumor came out this week that, again, uh, in case you've been uh, living under a rock, the Detroit rebuild hasn't exactly gone according to plan. Uh, and the uh, latest rumors out of there is that even uh, Tariq Skubal uh, is uh, uh, they're at least willing to listen. Uh, now, again, that might just be uh, a reporter running with something within us, of them saying that, uh, you know, we listen on everybody. At this stage, we have to listen on everybody. So maybe that's where it is. It's not that I think it's likely, uh, but uh, my first thought here was Tariq Skubal to the Blue Jays. Uh, but that wouldn't be surprising. Like that's like that would feel like another uh, Jose Barrios uh, move, just like that within it. But I'm going AL East, not going uh, Yankees, not going Rays, Baltimore. not going Red Sox. Baltimore, Baltimore. They have been look at their records since uh, since May. Yeah, they're good uh, team. They they are a winning record team since the beginning of May. Uh, they are consistently good. They're scrappy. They're ahead of uh, the Red Sox. Uh, and they have an elite bullpen uh, within it. This team uh, is making waves, uh, and this would be the type of aggressive move for someone who is under team control for a number of years. Uh, this would be an excellent move for a team that needs pitching. So Tariq uh, Skubal uh, to Baltimore is my surprising pick. When I saw the report that, so it was Skubal yesterday, today the report was, I think, Passan who said that the Guardians will listen for Shane Bieber. Uh, I see Bieber more like Scoobal is under a rookie contract through 2027. Like yep. it is so hard to imagine that a team is willing to part with that long of a deal under that contract. Right. We talked about, you know, Jose Ramirez having this perfect deal and how it would be so hard to move him and it never happened. Scoobal with the current contract he's on, it would, it seems like it would ask a lot. Now I don't know how good Scoobal is. He's pitching as an ace in Detroit. He's probably more like a, two, three starter, and and that's fine. Like, would he fit great with Baltimore? Yeah, he would. But if I'm Detroit, and I don't know who their general manager is off the top of my head, but I mean, you'll you, be there by the end of the year. You I'll tell want you that a right now. Like, that's, that's probably true. You want a haul for Tariq Skubal because of that team control that he offers you. Because in the next 
five years he's with he's still under contract. That is a we usually we talk about, you know, two years with Juan Soto. That's a long time. Five years is a ridiculous long time for a guy who is not yet twenty six years old and already pitching like this. So it's possible. It's gonna take a it's gonna take a king's ransom if, if I'm the GM to move Tariq Skubal. And uh, maybe they want to go with it. Was it. What's fascinating, this market has changed from what we thought it would be to where it is now as far as hearing all this listening on. Now, again, that's rumor mill the way it goes this time of year, but there's a lot of, of high-quality starting pitching that's now at least saying willing to consider moving. I mean, uh, Pablo Lopez, that was more, at first felt more likely like it was going to be a off-season type move. He looked so good last night, too. That was He's, the best start I've ever seen him. I watched about four innings of that game, and I was like, wow, this is as good as I've seen him pitch in a while. Like, So we have we have three guys, and so I'm going to throw this question to you. The three at the top of the, uh, of the list that are considered available and likely to be moved, you have uh, Frankie Montas, you have Luis Castillo, you have Pablo Lopez. Who do you want? I want Luis Castillo uh, because of the fact he's under contract. Although Pablo Lopez is under contract too, the thing Both about for Pablo, two more years. The thing about Pablo Lopez is going into this year. At the end of last year, he had a shoulder issue, right? Yeah, he's he, yeah, and he it hasn't flared up this year. But I think going into last night, he hadn't thrown more than like six innings in the last seven eight starts. I saw, and look, you can manage it, right? But it's still there, and Taking that scares me out. a little bit. Like. That scares me a little bit with Pablo Lopez, which is why I will. I love Pablo Lopez. I think he's got one of the best changeups. He's very similar to Luis Castillo. Actually, the way they pitch is very similar. But I will. Luis Castillo is not currently injured, and Pablo Lopez is not currently injured, but it's there in the back of my mind if I'm a general manager. I want clear, clear health ish, like, re- resolutions before I trade for Pablo Lopez. We'll uh, see where the, where that leads. Let's get to the the uh, the, the final category of uh, uh, most needed. Uh, who do you get? We'll have you uh, start here. Well, I'm going back to the Blue Jays here. So after I talked about them last week, and I had them a little higher than you, their offense is looking great again. This is finally the offense that I've wanted to see. They put up a 28 spot on the Red Sox. <laughs> they put up a 10 spot the other night. Don't worry, Duran's still looking for that ball. <laughs> what an idiot! I don't. Okay, so the ball goes over his head, right? He, he sees up. it, and then he just he watches up. it. And I'm like, dude. I like Jaron Duran. I do. I think he's a pretty good player, but y'all got to hustle out the ball at least. Like the, I, I always, I try to be careful, and I don't want to judge someone by their worst moment. And I, 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 I would be hard pressed to say you will find a more worst moment in his career that's just getting started. Uh, he can play a 10, 12 year career. I don't know if he tops that. <laughs> I sure hope he doesn't. Uh, and uh, so hopefully that's a lesson learned. Like, yes, it, it's, it sucks that you that you lost the ball. It happens to everybody. Uh, you didn't at least, you know, have it hit off your head and go for a home run. Like, you know, that's happened before on multiple occasions. So there's worse things. It stunk. Go get it. Play ball. Be a professional at least. Giving up on it, uh, not the way to uh, to go there, especially when you're, you're still trying to impress coaches and, and GMs. Like, Are you part of a nucleus that moves forward within it? That doesn't do you any favors. Uh, you need uh, playing time opportunities in order to uh, uh, get consistency and show talent and <laughs> make money. Uh, so I, I think you would want to uh, to show that. So hopefully, lesson learned in that category. So uh, with that being said, oh, you're needed. The, the Blue Jays, the, the offense is there. They're now best in baseball in batting average. They're second in OPS. They're third in run scored. Like The offense is finally starting to click, it looks like. Pitching-wise... Gaussman is getting kind of hit hard right now. Manoa's been great. Gaussman, I still trust Gaussman. Barrios is hit or miss at this point, but there's still the talent there. 
Kikuchi's supposed to come back today. I don't know what you're getting out of him. Or actually, I guess tomorrow. Stripling's been pretty good. Ryu's hurt. Pearson's hurt. I still think they need a pitcher. They have a very good farm system themselves. Yes, they do. I think you move. I don't even know if you need to move one of the catchers. Does it need to be Gabriel Moreno to get to get Frankie Montas? I don't know. I think he gets him. I think if you just say, we'll take Frankie Montas and you here's Gabriel Moreno, I think it's it's done. I'm not even sure it needs to be that high, though. It might be a lower-level prospect. Jordan Groshans. We saw them do it last year. One more pitcher. They become really. They become a very good team. They're, they are a like just a, a one missing piece away, and they could even still, with their farm system, they could combo up and do Frankie Montas and like uh, Lou Trevino. Uh, if, if you need another bullpen arm, there's ways of, of putting that together uh, and, and getting those final pieces uh, for it. Uh, Toronto is the team, uh, provided they can get rid of this New York Mets hex that's, that they have where you just can't put your finger on why they're going to blow this, but they're going to blow this. Uh, the offense is clicking. Things are starting to move forward. Uh, that's not a team that I want to face uh, uh, in the playoffs on paper. Uh, let's see if we can get the full results that go with it. Especially when Vlad Jr. stealing bases. <laughs> My most needed is the uh, Tampa Bay Rays lost uh, Mike Zunino to uh, a season-ending injury. And then I saw Mejia hit the IL too, right? Yep, so they're now down. Both of their catchers at the beginning of the year are gone. Christian Betancourt, who they did a minor trade just to have something. like You need a body back there who at least can do it solid <laughs> defensively. Uh, with it, at least be part of a, a platoon. I think that was already them factoring in uh, that uh, Zunino was going to be gone for a while, and now it's confirmed for the, the end of the season. Uh, Wilson Contreras makes a ton of sense, uh, but he's a rental, and I do wonder if they're going to be a little gun-shy about rentals after Nelson Cruz and uh, Joe Ryan. So here's my, uh, yeah. Before, I'll, we'll get back to this. Do they make an actual offer for Juan Soto? Because they could do it too. Like, oh, uh, an offer from the the Rays. Uh, this is top four offer. What it would be? You're looking at uh, for a major league player, Randy Arozarena. Yeah. Uh, uh, Taj Bradley. Yep. Curtis Mead. Yep. Uh, and then you pick either either like a, a Greg Jones or Seth Johnson. Mm-hmm. Uh, it all depends. Like they. Uh, 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 it all depends what position you're looking for. They have it. Uh, and they could do one more piece within it so that those four uh, would do that. Now, I, as I wrestle with it, I guess it's going to depend what you want. Uh, would I want the, the, the Cardinals package that we mentioned over the, that Rays package? Depends what you're, what you're looking for. Uh, if you're looking for like a, a bit of higher ceiling, the Rays might offer that with Taj Bradley. It looks really good. Uh, for a, a front-line starter, uh, Curtis Mead has done nothing but tear the cover off the ball uh, and he's risen from like no uh, prospect status to uh, an amazing Arizona Fall League to not only top 100, but now he's like in top 40. Uh, Australians, I and the uh, uh, I just give you a Scottish and uh, just for uh, to go off a different one for you. Okay. But uh, uh, those guys and, and Randy Rosarina is uh, appealing as far as four years uh, of team control and, and a solid outfielder. Now he's not playing at peak level uh, like he was last year, and he frustrates me at least at times with some of his uh, uh, too much green light on the base paths. Uh, but uh, there is a, a, uh, a nice uh, player that you can uh, uh, replace some offensive stats with uh, that can be part of your next core. Uh, so, And by next season, uh, the, the top three would be already in the majors. Uh, you already have Randy. Taj Bradley's already been called. It made his first start in AAA. Curtis Meads in AAA. Uh, these guys would get at least an October uh, or September uh, call up. They could do it, and 
for them, what they'd be looking at is here's three bites at the apple for a championship. That would be the point of that with uh, like him and him and Wander Franco went healthy to see what you can have uh, a pair of the two of the youngest uh, stars in the game together would be intriguing. Up, did we get an update on Shane Boz? Uh, I, I think he's done for the year, but I'm not 100% sure. I'm not counting on him. I, I cut, year, I cut him in fantasy. Him? That's what we're waiting on for this, right? Is you want to at least see yeah. uh, how does this go. What I what gets frustrating more and more is I think more pitchers try to delay the inevitable. They try to put it off and just go get the surgery. If it's Tommy John, get Tommy John. Huh? Just do that and be done with it because you, you waste, instead of wasting a year and a half of your career, depending on how this works, one season to two seasons when, when it hits, you know, you're going three, four seasons when you might be able to pitch another half season, go well, and all of a sudden that arm starts feeling worse again. There's been way too much. Like Nelson Lamette is a classic example yeah. of that, and there's so many uh, that have been there that just go. I know there's still risk involved within it, but that many years uh, being away from the game uh, that far along, you increase the risk of not coming back at where you were. Uh, and so I, I think there's way too much of late of pitchers trying to uh, avoid that when it needs to get done. If that's what Shane Boz needs, get it now. Even if you miss through next year, be done and then come back and be ready to go. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. I I was just trying to, because I I'd thought about Juan Soto going there because I know they, they could certainly make a competitive offer and I just didn't know if you thought they'd do it. Sorry. I'd, now, no, I, who was your catcher? Well, I, mean, uh, I will be uh, sticking with the, the Rays on this one because as we were talking like Mike Zanino with it, Sean Murphy, uh, Wilson uh, Castillo, uh, uh, not or Contreras, sorry, uh, not the, doesn't seem like the he's a fit but not a fit, uh, especially when Sean Murphy is a, a gold glove uh, catcher. They, they extremely value defense, especially from the catcher position. That's why Mike Zanino has been a starter for so many years uh, for them, despite uh, he had a good last year, but, uh, you know, not exactly the, the, the best as far as a two-way starter. Sean Murphy is. And you have three years with him and and not expensive numbers as he's starting arbitration. Like, that makes a ton of sense. You have a two-way catcher uh, that, especially with uh, another good year, even by the end of this year, you could put him in the top five category, best two-way catchers in, in the game. Uh, and uh, I don't think he's looked at that way yet uh, by at least mainstream. Uh, but that would be a, a cornerstone move that maybe it doesn't move the needle as much as you would need offensively this year for where their needs are. But as far as a cornerstone piece, as part of your uh, core, uh, core players on the team that you're building, trying to build a championship roster with, makes a ton of sense. So that's the one that I like from a, a catcher position uh, uh, for the Rays that would be, in my opinion, most needed. Yeah, I Sean Murphy, I don't know if we've, I said, when they traded for Bettencourt from Oakland already, that Oakland's got catching prospects. Like, that's what they, they have that. They got Shea Langelier's best part of the Matt Olson trade, and yep. and that's, he's coming. He was in the Futures game that I watched, and I think he had a double in that game and looks very talented. So, Sean Murphy, that we said, anything in Oakland that isn't nailed down should be up for grabs. Ramon Laureano, Sean Murphy, Frankie Montas, you mentioned Lou Trevino when we talked about Toronto, I think all those guys are up for grabs. I think pretty much anybody that you want, if you can make a competent offer, they will hear it out. And, yeah, the Rays need catching. Lots of teams need catching, but it makes a lot of sense. Like you said, he's under control. It's arbitration, so yeah, you can make – Three more years, yeah. They can make competitive offers and keep them around. And so then you leave 
Zunino and Mejia next year and Sean Murphy. Well, and Zunino's a free agent. Oh, is he? Okay, uh, so then, so yeah. that would be... They still got two. Uh, and then uh, Kevin Kiermaier, end of an era for uh, a raise within that. With his uh, season-ending injury, it would be a, a, a club option, but it's expected to be declined. Uh, and so a couple of uh, key contributors in the last couple of years have... Uh, Likely uh, written their last chapter with uh, with the Rays, and so again they're going to be looking for up the middle uh, help within it. Uh, uh, and so again, uh, Sh- uh, Sean Murphy would go a long ways to filling one of the, one of those voids. Is Tyler Glass now under contract next year? Still one more year. Okay. Is he? Where's do we know the status of him? I haven't even thought uh, about him. He in has a while. started throwing off the mound. Uh, he is at the rec- uh, all part of the the, the recovery stage. Uh, I think they're looking at him uh, if they get there as a potential uh, like X factor, small small doses uh, in in the playoffs. I don't think they view him as as a starter at all within it. But uh, could he do a a, a a Charlie Morton as far as like a closer within it for key uh, key moments within it? Wouldn't surprise me. Dodgers won a World Series with Julio Urias doing that, so that worked out well. So yeah, yeah. I mean, it'd be interesting. I just didn't know if he was under contract next year because if you're gonna make a move, you want. You need some pitching, right? Like they, Shane McClanahan is, I've said, I have concerns about his innings, and I believe he went seven last night, and they pulled him at like 77 pitches or something like that. And I think he's going to just be a little limited down the stretch here. I think he's, uh, he'll be at full full stretch by next year. That's the nice part with that is that a full, like, able, capable of 200 innings uh, next year with is being built up to that, but that doesn't help you this year. And Tyler Glass now is never capable of more than like 110, so. Which is going to be intriguing whether or not he actually stays on the team or if they trade him uh, within if someone wants to try to That's enjoy actually that, kind of uh, the reason I was asking because I didn't know it because we'd mentioned before that I thought he probably wouldn't be around next year. And I don't know. It's He's an intriguing name to listen to. Like if they want it, if somebody – say they do make a move for Juan Soto, like, hey, we'll take Tyler – Nationals should take Tyler Glass now back. Like, you could still see him get traded. Instead of a, a fourth, uh, mm-hmm. uh, could you do, again, Taj Bradley, Curtis Mead, Randy Rosarina, and uh, and uh, Tyler Glass now? Absolutely. Yeah, that's interesting. Uh, so lots of things that could be done there. Any final uh, predictions that don't not fit this uh, that you see, like you see this as a, uh, a slam dunk or would like to see? A lot of people, being that we're in Wisconsin and they know I'm a Brewers fan, ask me who I think they should get. Uh, and then they say, oh, you need first base. And then Rowdy Telez has two three-run home runs today. And I say, I would I would love Josh Bell. Don't get me wrong. Josh Bell would be a great player. I just don't see it happening, guys. Anybody tells me that they're just going to go out and make these huge moves, I think they'll add some bullpen arms. I just do not see them making massive moves to the offense. I think it's all but guaranteed that Andrew Benatendi is traded. It is just a matter of now. I think it's between the Yankees and the Atlanta Braves, who we already mentioned had success with outfielders last year. And the Yankees, it's just a matter of can you stomach the fact that he's not got that shot. So anytime you go to Toronto, it's he's not going to get to play there. With and that could be a massive like playoff advantage. Yeah, we still haven't even gotten to what that's going <laughs> to uh, do within it. And I'm I, I'm I'm really curious as to uh, again, no one wants to touch it because of the, p- the potential political blowback on anything yeah, within it's not it. Not the Blue but, Jays' fault. They're not uh, doing anything wrong. But the MLBPA. Uh, PA, like you should have been on this before, yeah, uh, and also for MLB, MLB, you should have been talking like if this happened, because like, now we're headed for this course, and in true Rob Manfred fashion, uh, by trying to bury his head in the ha- his head in the sand to something that is going to be the number one thing talked about with Toronto being in the playoffs, everything you tried to do, to avoid doing now will be front and center and mainstream conversation 
on it, again, making a mess of it in true Rob Manfred fashion. So we couldn't end a podcast without at least mentioning uh, at a trade deadline, there's one guarantee that you can have. No matter what move you think is happening, you can always count on the move of Rob Manfred messing it up. Next week, we come back and we talk about all the trades that happen. It's recap time. That's right. Have a good week. Enjoy the deadline. Thank you.